Van Pre recorded. This is the Red Ticket News Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on January 25th. To hit the internets on January 26th, this is unprecedented. Your ears are not deceiving you. This is a second podcast in one week. Another podcast. Another podcast? It's, it's maybe not unprecedented. That would be a lie. It has happened before, but it's been rare. We'll put it that way. Uh, so, especially in the recent past, say recent future, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm doing this in the morning. It's 10.03 Pacific time here. Uh, probably won't hit the internets till uh, the 26th when you wake up. Got some shit to do today. Very, very busy. Very busy. A lot, a lot to get to today. We're going to do an enormous amount of Yankees. Um, so I, I think I want to hit the gym before I got to do all this stuff. Maybe I, maybe I can get as big as uh, Alex Rodriguez so I can wear that shirt like he did on Jimmy Fallon, that fucking thing he got from Gap Kids. That was beautiful. Uh, boy, that Alex Rodriguez. He, he, he is the gift that keeps on giving. I don't care if you hate him, if you're in the middle, if you love him. He is, he's like Steve Summers, friend of the podcast, says he is the lightning rod. He is, people just go to him, whatever. But uh, this will probably be on the relatively short side uh, podcast. Heard that one before. And uh, I want to start with, um, like I said, it's 10.03 Pacific time here. So waiting till noon. I didn't have time to do that. Noon Pacific time, there'll be an announcement from Vince McMahon, uh, chairman. That's Mr. McMahon to you and I. Chairman and CEO of WWE. Yeah! Uh, we'll make an announcement, and if it's not about the XFL, then this whole little discussion will sound pretty goddamn silly because uh, all, all things are pointing that it's a relaunch of the failed XFL. Uh, and I guess a lot of it has to, I would imagine, some of it has to do with uh, slumping in ratings in regards to the product, uh, concussions, which I don't think anyone's going to give a shit about in the XFL. I want to see the concussion protocol in the XFL. And, uh, you know, obviously the kneeling, um, the, the, all, all, think of everything you don't like about the NFL. I guess they're just going to put that in a box and blow it up in the XFL because it's an extreme. Um, but it, I, I, I said on Twitter because that's where I go for my proclamations that mean nothing, by the way. And I said that what will happen with the XFL is that it will be more successful than the enormous failure the, that it was in the first run of it, but it will be an enormous failure regardless. I mean, and there's something about when XFL first came out, there was no social media. There was no Twitter. So you didn't get to hear every asshole's opinion from across the world about the product. I will tell you this. The XFL, when it first came out, was a piece of shit. Nobody liked it. And for some reason, everyone is nostalgic about a tremendous pile of crap. You have a 30 for 30 on something. And again, this was before social media. This was before you could hear Joe Schmo's opinion in fucking Idaho or Tennessee or wherever and what they thought. I have the people around me. Guess what? We weren't sitting around on a Saturday night fucking waiting for the XFL to come on. It was a piece of garbage. No one liked it. It was terrible. Even Bob Costas hated it. Ooh. So, I mean, so they're relaunching this, this product and everyone's excited. And I hate to break it to you. Everyone was excited about it the first time, and again, it was a massive failure of poor play garbage. It, it was terrible. So now, a 30 for 30 comes out, all the fucking brain-dead idiots re- watch it and go, oh, I remember the FCFL. No, you don't, because you didn't watch. Nobody did. Nobody fucking watched. It was terrible. Nobody went to the games. It was awful. But now it's coming back out. Everyone's, you know, they take their WWE love and talk about that it's going to be translated into football. It's like, oh, God, I mean, come on. This, this is a marriage I can get behind. 
Yeah, they tried this already. It's going to suck again. I hate to break it to you. Now, of course, on January 25th here, January 26th, you know what? It's beautiful. I love the idea. It's wonderful. Oh, man, that 30 for 30 was so good. He hate me. <laughs> oh, get the jersey. Oh, they can make up whatever they want. Will they kneel? Will they not kneel? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Guess what? After that first fucking week, no one will like it. All everyone will do is run to Twitter with their hot takes to say how much it sucked, how the product is terrible. Oh, my God. I can't believe I really missed the NFL. Oh, the XFL. Oh, it just didn't live up to what I wanted. Oh, boy, it sucked. What's Vince doing? Is he crazy? He's a billionaire. Why did he do this? It was just embarrassing. All the takes will be flying as high as you can see. I mean, it is. It, it. I will say that it will be mildly more successful, and I'll tell you why. Because obviously, the the issues with the NFL. Plus, we live in a world where everyone is attached to their phone. When the XFL first came out, just like anything else, you had to be in front of the TV. You weren't going to see the replay, and you weren't going to be able to watch it on YouTube or the this thing called the internet that. I remember my neighbor used to think that because he had a phone on his printer, which was a fax machine, he said that was the internet. I was like, no, no, it, it uses the phone line. He's like, I'm holding the phone. This is the internet. I was like, oh, yeah, go to a website. And he's like, what's a website? So people will be more likely to possibly watch it in that sense. You put it on your Saturday night. You know, you're not going out. Uh, or even if you are out. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to present every fucking you know situation where you may look at a phone with the XFL being played. But... The idea that a lot of us, our lives have been sort of, you know, taken a step back from reality and gone onto the internet. So obviously streaming would be an important part of this. Oh, really, Brian, streaming sports, that that could be huge. Yeah, yeah, I I see big things for it. I, I think that could really take off. So that's my take on the XFL. Always interesting. And I, and listen. I, it's, it's sports entertainment is what it is because we know all the goofy, no holds barred smash mouth football that will be played and, you know, all the, all the insane (laughs) rule changes and, you know, you bring in Johnny Manziel as the bad boy. It's, uh, (laughs) I hope it does succeed for just for laughing purposes. Like I don't watch wrestling anymore, but when I did, I mean, I always hated the wrestling aspect of it. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, he had him in a figure four fucking leg. I don't give a shit. Tell me the terrible storylines, the awful acting. I mean, that that was what, you know, I laughed at. It wasn't like, oh, no, wait, that was a three count. That's That ref only did two. That was three. That was his hand hit the canvas. It's like, I, no one ever gave a shit about that. It was all like the... The, the camera angles and the posturing and this, oh, and then the, the, the announcers, the announcers obviously add to it. If you've ever been to a WWE event, it's not the same without the announcers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really not. No, no, don't go away. We'll see you next week. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope it does succeed, but I mean, people st- stop trying. It's not even like living in the past. It's pretending to live in the past. Oh, remember the XFL? Yeah. It was a massive failure that nobody liked. But they did a 30 for 30 on it. They've done 30 for 30s on piles of shit before. So good luck. Hey, for all of you that wanted to, to succeed, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I'd like to see it succeed, too. I'd like to see the NFL look stupid from a sports entertainment product with Vince McMahon behind. It. I mean, we've got Trump as president and Vince McMahon. I mean, hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> so that's that's my take on that. Yeah, short podcast, fucking eight minutes in, ranting about the XFL. So what? They're not. My, the, the, let, let's see. Let's let's do this real quick here. What, what else are we going to talk about? Huh? What else? I'm still not paying attention really to the NBA, although I have looked at the juicy uh, storylines uh, that you know the Cavs are had their 17th or 
117th team meeting and the the team is <laughs> on the brink of falling apart. Something about Kevin Love's illness and Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, like I said in the last, last podcast, podcast before, you know, I, I, res- I, I always loved the little guy. You know, I, I owned a Muggsy Bogues jersey just to be that fucking guy, okay? So I always root for the little guy. I always do. But, you know, Isaiah Thomas got a little fucking smugness to him, you know? He talks like this to sort of lure people in as if he's some some R&B singer, but he's a real smug asshole who just sort of says things and doesn't really think about it. So I don't know the exact comments he made that Kevin Love faked an injury, faked an illness so he didn't have to get blown out by the thunder or something. But, you know, LeBron went in there. I think he flexed, uh, you know, sent some uh, cryptic text message, uh, tweets and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of just massive fucking loud noises and a players only. That's when you know it's real players only meeting. I love that. You know, that may get somewhere in like high school, like players only meeting in in professional sports. It's like, oh, no, the professional coaches can't go with the professional players into a room to talk about things. Oh, my God. But that's interesting. And then, you know, this is a common theme. And it's all negative news whenever I talk about whenever I don't like pay attention to the NBA, it's always negative news. But then when I pay attention, it's a little bit of everything. And then it Chris Ups Porzingis, which everyone can fucking, you know, hippity hoppity with their unicorn fucking meme, whatever. He's starting to get the reputation as a soft, soft player. And it was called out by Walt Clyde Frazier saying that he needed to play against the Golden State Warriors. I mean, and he's also doing an alarming thing, an alarming thing that is not good, not good at all. And I don't, I didn't hear the audio. I only read it. So I don't know if it was like sort of tongue in cheek, whatever, but he said he was 50, 50 for one game. And then the next game, I guess the game for tonight being Thursday night, he said he was 74%. You know who used to do that? Mr. Mom, Mark Teixeira. Now, Mark Teixeira was a very good player. I will not take that away from him. But when we started getting injury updates, leave it to yourself, man. Just say, I'm fighting through it, getting better. Don't give us injury stuff. Because then you actually think that we're all sitting there waiting on your every word to hear your percentage update. Because you're that in tune with your fucking body. Who are you, Tom Brady? So in tune with your body that you can give percentage updates. Well, you know, now it's 3 p.m. Now I'm 76% likely to play in this game. Don't start doing that fucking shit. That's re- I find that really annoying. Some people might think that's cute. Because he's a unicorn and he flies and he's unique uh so walt clyde frazier that's right the 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 loquacious uh announcer for the new york knicks said let's see what was the exact quote he said this to the 95.7 the game in the bay area which i listen when i'm in that area it is i'll tell you man old school fan there's nothing like it 95.7 the game is better than the sports radio in sacramento as you could probably imagine but 95.7 the game is very much with all sorts of like goofy persona sticks it's like everything is like a morning show sort of thing it's like well you're wacky what's today's player haters ball comment it's like shut the fuck up um so he said so he's been sitting out uh yes been sitting he sat out against the warriors with knee irritation. I got a lot of irritations everywhere. He's on the threshold of greatness, but you got to go against the Warriors, man. The Knicks legend, legend said, we played against some elite teams. This, I was going to say, really, we, but you know what? He's allowed to say that, I guess. We've played against some elite teams this year, and he's been ready to play. You can't be injured against, he hasn't been ready to play. You can't be injured against those type of teams. Like Tuesday night, the team needs you. You're an all-star. You've just been voted the all-star team. So go out there and show the Warriors why. Now, it's always a tricky, tricky thing when you're criticizing athletes is you should play. What the fuck are you doing sitting on the bench? You know, remember, I remember everyone shit on Jay Cutler a few years ago when he hurt his knee and then stood on the sidelines, which 
you know, he, he left himself open for that. Just go to the locker room and you know, s- smoke him if you got him, right? But this gets a little tricky, but you have a former athlete saying it, so it holds a little more oomph, like grab you by the balls a little bit more. So that'll be interesting going forward because I know everyone's in love again, the unicorn. Oh, oh can, can him and Jen Selter get together? Oh, oh that's such a great story. Ha ha ha. And the, oh, God. You know, I, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. I really do. I really do. Do you hate it, Brian? I really do. I really do. Okay, so you know, and I like Porzingis, but he's 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 starting to read his own press clippings. He's he's getting the reputation as a soft player. He's tired, you know. I mean, if I'm gonna be fair, you, if you're a listener to this podcast, I shit on Carmelo Anthony for years for for many things, and Porzingis was supposed to be the anti Carmelo Anthony. The fans liked him. He was he's receptive to fans. He did things no one thinks he could do. You know, he's taking over games. He, the Knicks were. Kind of winning games. I don't want to go too far, but you know there were there were not liked idiosyncrasies, not even idiosyncrasies, but you know tendencies from Carmelo Anthony would that would that were criticized and they should have been criticized and um, and Mr. Porzingis is developing them as well. So enough for your unicorn emojis or tweeting dumb shit at Jen Selter so she can fucking retweet it or whatever. Stop! Stop it now! Stop it now! They're, they're, they're six games under 500, and that's what Knicks fans are excited about. Unicorn emojis. Okay. I, I've already done this song and dance before. You've already fucking heard it. Uh, baseball. The Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. Baseball Hall of Fame is this weird thing where I say I don't care, and then I just scroll through Twitter, and, you know, I then usually engage myself in one or two arguments, armed with about 25% of the knowledge that I should have. So we got the guys who got Vladimir Guerrero, Chipper Jones, who else? Jim Tomey and Trevor Hoffman, right? Am I missing someone? I feel like I'm missing someone. I don't think I am. Uh, Trevor Hoffman, I, yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I, I don't think so. But if, if we're going to if we're going to treat closers as equals, I mean, you can't get mad at Trevor Hoffman that he didn't play in more playoff games. Uh, I know he didn't do great in them, but I mean, now we're judging solely based on playoff performance as if he should belong in the Hall of Fame or not. So whatever, he has the saves. He has, I mean, not my my, my selection, but if we're going to go that route, then he belongs there. Jim Tomey is a guy that I, I, I have to look at. I don't know why. Uh, just probably because he's played in that era. He probably did steroids. I mean, he sort of recreated himself a lot, you know. Uh, he seemed like he was on the, the, the precipice of, well, not precipice, but edge of retirement several times and then sort of just recreated himself. I don't know. It could be potential injuries. He finally recovered from those injuries somehow, HGH and needles. But again, great career. Eh, I don't know. I have questions with him. Vladimir Guerrero is a guy who I just, I don't really have questions with. I don't know why. I mean, I know a lot of people like, you know, it's, 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 it's an unspoken thing, but I mean, if you put the numbers together, a lot of players from the Dominican Republic seem to be involved with steroids. Not everyone. Okay. Just not everyone just want to go out there and say that. But, uh, I don't know for some reason with him, I just don't see it. I think just cause he was such a free swinger and was so successful at being a free swinger that maybe he's another guy that sort of reinvented himself a few times. But I mean, that was more towards the end of his career when, when he was, he was just playing baseball because he just loves the game. You know, he just loves the game. Just like A-Rod, he just loves it, you know? I mean, that's a guy who just really just loves the game of baseball. Really does. It's really refreshing. It really is. Uh, and Chipper Jones, I mean, greatest one of the greatest switch hitters ever. I mean, I don't like the guy. Obviously, he's the Braves. He's, he seems like a surly dick, but um, uh, you can't take anything away from him. He belongs in the Hall of Fame, so... 
Uh, Hoffman, eh, and Tomey, whatever. I mean, the numbers obviously put him there, but if you're going to play the steroid game, which with me, I mean, it's it's such a, I really want to get out of this era because I flip-flop back and forth so many times. I'm so, I'm so full of shit. I really am. There are some days I'll go, if you, especially if there is any documented evidence that you are involved in steroids, then you are excluded from the Hall of Fame. Now, that gets also tricky, too, because how many guys have actually tested positive for steroids? Uh, Barry Bonds never did. Roger Clemens never did. But they're, they didn't really make a uh, huge jump, I don't think. I don't have the numbers in front of me, nor do I care. But I, I don't think they made, well, you're talking about it, but I don't think they made a huge jump because they had been gaining steam because, you know, all the baseball writers get together and they're like, let's fucking be important. So th- I, I don't think that's happening. Uh, Sammy Sosa, I think, took a shot down. I was getting into an argument with a, uh, who is it? Uh, Mr. Uh, Patty NY and uh, Murph on Twitter about Johan Santana. And I don't think Johan Santana is a Hall of Famer. But if you actually look at his numbers, I mean, the idea that he is, did he fall off the ballot? I think he did because he was under 5%. Is that how it goes? I don't know. But that's pretty terrible because if you look at his numbers, I mean, I forget about those dominant seasons in Minnesota. I think sometimes you just remember like the shell of a man in, uh, not a shell of a man, I shouldn't say that, but just the obvious man in decline uh, with the Mets. Actually, that's kind of a rough statement too. He, he wasn't bad there. I, I mean, everyone obviously points to that no-hitter where... He was in too long, you know, I don't know if that really ruins guys' careers. I mean, I think I think that's a little overstated. I mean, but what the hell do I know? That's that's the it's, baseball's the one sport where it's just like everyone can have an opinion. You can't really prove it, nor can you completely dismiss it. And so that's why the Hall of Fame is just an argument where I don't really intend to get into because no one is going to come out of come out of that and be like, you know what? You're definitively right. Wow. Okay. Great call. You know, it's either you, the first thing I say, like Francesca says, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, that, that's the first thing I ask myself. Is he a Hall of Famer? Well, there you go. But uh, anything else coming from the Hall of Fame? Musina is a guy who, here's the great Simon Yonkers talk about this all the time on Twitter. He's a big Musina to the Hall of Fame guy. I look at his body of work, like, forget the numbers, and I just look at him and I'm like, yeah, he's borderline. You look at his career, like, and the baseball writers are so stupid. They they focus in on these things that supposedly don't mean anything, like wins, but yet we're all going to hold everyone accountable to 20 wins a season, like, as if that's a dominant season. But wins don't matter, by the way. Like, pick and fucking choose, boys. Are you, are you this sabermetrics crowd and fucking dodgeball here, or are you the other crowd? Like, again, you know, pick a side here. So if he had won one or two more, he had three or four seasons where he won 18 or 19 games. So if those seasons, if he won one or two games, he'd have like five 20-game seasons. Now, doesn't that sound a lot better than 18 and 19? I mean, five 20-win seasons, and he's not in the Hall of Fame in a 20-year career? I mean, Simon Yonker says all the time, he's a bridesmaid. He's a bridesmaid. He almost had a perfect game against Carl Everett. I mean, the, the, his, his playoffs, his playoff heroics in certain games that are remembered by the Yankees offense more so than him. Now, I remember Mariano's, uh, you know, great pitching performance because he ran out to the mound as if the game was about him. Uh, I still, you know, and you can fight me to the death on that. You know, Aaron Boone hit the home run and Mariano Rivera pitched amazing. I get it. I get it. It's not like Mariano Rivera hasn't gotten his attention before. The fact he had to run out to the fucking mound. I will never like that. Never, never, never like that. So, 
put that in your pipe and fucking smoke it. Uh, that's about it on that subject. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about there? No, we'll move on. Not a lot going on with the with with football. Though. I know he's already into football, the XFL. We haven't heard the storylines yet. A little bit from the think pieces in the fucking New York Times about how Trump is aligned with the Patriots. What a lazy fucking conceived article. I, that, or notion, I should say. Because you know that's going to be coming out of Wokeville fucking 2018 smiley face emoji uh, win the day Twitter town. Because that's coming in the next week. If, you, if you're rooting for the Patriots, you're rooting for Trump. Because, I mean, you know, Donald Trump, he's a linebacker on the team. We all know that. I mean, he's, he, he likes the nickel, but he's going to go in the more 3-4. But th- that, that one's going to go. You don't really hear much else. Uh, we're going to hear, like, the pain and misery of Philadelphia fans when it comes to the Eagles. That'll be a storyline going forward. Tom Brady is releasing his uh, – I mean, I said this on Twitter. This is total Tom Brady. This is like what your parents would do. He's doing a documentary, and he's releasing it at noon. Which I guess it's already been released. At noon on Facebook. Facebook on a Thursday afternoon, you know, that that's it. Matt is going to be some freaky Heaven's Gate like shit. Oh, man, it's probably gonna be him like neon lights, like staring at 17 different cameras as they like to do like fake retina scans. He'd be like, this is my body. It's my temple. I'm Tom Brady. Or maybe they'll go like the wholesome. They'll believe he like has a brain and a soul. He's like throwing his kids in the leaves and they're like, you know, he's throwing them up. Maybe not throwing his kids, playing in the leaves, throwing them up in the air, <laughs> throwing his kids in the leaves like he's firing a fucking pass to Chris Hogan. Um, so that'll be odd. But we haven't really heard anything. The Trump angle will get bigger as come on. We, we have to do it. Uh, what else? Do, do, do. I saw that the NFL, it was a big deal because they wanted to, some veterans wanted to put in the NFL, the Super Bowl program that uh, everyone should stand for the national anthem. It's like, will this fucking thing ever die? Uh, and the NFL denied them. Now, I don't think they really, the NFL really cares. I think they just, what they want to do. And again, this is in the program. This isn't a commercial, which... We all fast forward through commercials 364 days a year, but we all sit there like fucking drooling goons on Super Bowl Sunday to be like, wow, now I want to watch the commercials. Never understood that. But um, when's the last time you saw a commercial and it like the, the euphoria around it like lasted more than like five seconds? So you go to work the next the, the only time you ever talk about it again is you go to work on Monday and go, oh, did you see that one with the cats? Oh, man, that was funny. Oh, God. Oh, I love that. Oh, but what about that one? Oh, yeah, that's good. And they never play the commercials again. So it's like, whatever, man. Who fucking cares? But uh, I think the NFL just ignored that from the veterans because it's like, we want to put this behind us. We don't want to take any definitive stand. Let's just forget it, you know? We're, we're we're working with everyone. Let's 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 just go. Let's let's put this behind us. And you know the XFL is obviously going to make a big deal that everyone should be standing for the national anthem. They're going to play the national anthem throughout the fucking game. I mean, they're going to be blaring it. And I think there's pro- the, the, the like require people. There are going to be guys <laughs> that score a touchdown in the XFL and put their hand over their heart and stare at the flag. Oh, I can guarantee you it's going to fucking happen or you could have the heel because it's wwe some guy does pulls a joe horn or something pulls something out from outside the goalpost and it's a flag then steps and jumps on it like he's like the arab sheik like i hate america like oh i could see that too i could see that too xfl oh yeah uh so that's that though obviously we'll get some more storylines going next week when all the uh 
when all the players get there, somebody will say something wacky. Someone, some some chick bearing wearing barely any clothes or the tightest clothes ever from the you know. Uh, it's usually the Mexican um, news network, right? There's one particular woman I think for who will say something, and everyone will go. All the you know portly fucking waste of space writers will turn around and go, "Hey, hi, I am a football writer." So we look forward to that. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I know this is not a popular take. Because uh, I saw some people saying it on on Twitter that you know there's that uh, the the, the, the a doctor I guess I don't know yeah that doctor the guy Nassar who's going to prison for a very long time he should be executed uh, for abusing 170 perhaps 175 fucking US, girls in the U.S. gymnast system now a lot of people were sort of you know uh, win the day Twitter town. I gotta stop saying that. I, I sometimes I just say it in my head all the time when people say something. They're like, yeah, and I'm just like, you live in Win the Day, Twitter Town. But you know that this judge, um, you know, was really just uh, spoke for everyone um, when during the sentencing. Now I know there is the tradition. I, I, I put it this way, and I'm, I, I might be completely right. I mean, wrong, or, or both. But I, I know that someone's gonna respond. Well, I, I fucking went to law school. I know this. Isn't the job of the 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 judge in that case to speak for the people, correct? Speak for the people and uh, the public, the court, uh, and what they think. And now this guy is absolute vermin. Like I said, he should be executed. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably gun to my head liberal person, but definitely conservative in that sense that I believe in the death penalty. And if there's any suitable suitable recipient, not su- suitable uh, candidate, I should say, it's this guy, Larry Nassar. Is that his name? And um, so this judge, now, I get the tough talking stuff, you know, I get it, but you can tell there's an element of Hollywood to her. You know, he writes this ridiculous letter that the the victim's testimony is hurting his feelings or whatever he doesn't like. I mean, that's ridiculous. She should say, you know, you're ridiculous. But then she mockingly reads it as if she's Francesa fucking talking to a caller. Oh, 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 they should trade Derek Jeter. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they should take Derek Jeter. Oh, oh, okay. And and they're going to trade it for who? Brian Dawback? Oh, okay. Oh, 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 very good. Yeah, I like that. Oh, oh. I mean that that's not professional. Sorry, it, and I, I I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't. And her saying like you signed your death warrant. I mean, I have nothing with her saying you should never leave a prison for the rest of your life. That's where you belong because it is. You signed your death warrant. I, that makes it seem as if like I'm sending you to prison so someone can kill you. And listen, if that happens, I'm all for it. But for a judge to say I'm a jackass with a podcast, that's a judge. And for her to throw his, st- I. I Sorry, man. I, I don't really like that. And now there's another angle to it. Again, when the day Twitter town um, saying that, you know, there's a lot of men upset with a woman talking to. No, that's not it. Because honestly, I don't sit there and watch court TV every day. But I understand. If, I don't think court TV exists anymore. So it's going to be very difficult for me to watch it every day. But I, I, I understand that there are judges that go way out of bounds sometimes like that. She is not the first judge to ever do this. But, you know, it intersects in the world of sports, so I kind of pay attention. You know, I, I don't scour the fucking, you know, judges that are overzealous and then do a daily standings and fucking discuss it every day. I mean, this guy is obviously in our world. If you're listening to this, you're, I would imagine you're some sort of a sports fan. So in our world, you know, this is a story and I'm observing and hey, that's what it is. Again, I, I, I don't think this judge is a bad person. I think she had, you know. She was trying to go a little Hollywood. I think she realized that this was televised. I'm going to be looked at as a freedom fighter to a certain extent. 
So I, I get that part, but I mean, don't try to, don't try to, if you're having this discussion with someone, don't try to say that she was professional throughout the entirety of it, because that's a lie, and you know it, you know it. Uh, short podcast, right? 27 minutes, and well, this is the last subject. Alex Rodriguez is now going to, listen, I don't know how the fuck this guy pulls it off. I don't know if he just strong arms people or just smiles, but it, it is unbelievable, this guy. He has gone from tarnished, fucking vilified monster all right and did i go overboard with calling him a monster and so many with so many words probably he's a baseball player he's a big fat phony base oh he's not fat i take that back he is jacked uh i, I wonder why i I've, now imagine how many steroids alex Rodriguez does now now he's not tested i mean jesus he must just have to walk around with a, you know just eternal needle in his ass but this guy went from vilified monster to now everyone's, you know, he's he's going to the fucking guy next door. He's sitting there with enormous phony fraud, Jimmy Fallon, and they look like identical twins. Outside of, you know, the A-Rod wearing a <laughs> insanely tight shirt. I can't get over that. It's just like, Alex, we know you're a big guy. You know, I mean, stop it. <laughs> you're dating J-Lo. Who are you trying to impress? I mean, it's just, we get it. You're, 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 you're Jack, dude. But, uh, Brian, you can't seem to stop talking about it. <laughs> Whoo! I need some water. <laughs> but I mean, seeing him there on Jimmy, think about five years ago, Jimmy, he's on the Jimmy Fallon show and they're sitting there with their fake laugh and fake enthusiasm, just <laughs> cheering a two-year-old hitting a baseball on the tonight show. I mean, it's just, oh God. So he's gone from the, the, the booth, the, yeah, the booth. No, no, excuse me. The studio in Fox which I guess he'll continue doing to now Sunday night baseball announcer. Like that is, he's going to do both, which is, which is pretty unprecedented. Honestly, I believe it is. I, I don't have the stats in front of me for that, but I mean, that that's, that's actually, it's not, un well, no, I was going to say some guys do ABC and ESPN, but that's the same company. Fox and ESPN. Are there, is there anyone that does that? But I mean, get ready. I mean, obviously the first game, Alex Rodriguez is going to fart and people are going to be like, oh God, he loves the game. Oh, he should be the Yankee manager. You know, I could see him managing. The Yankees could really use him. Hey, did you notice that he's followed, you know, Aaron Boone's, he, he, he's, he's followed Aaron Boone's footsteps. Have you noticed that? Oh my God, he has. Maybe he could be manager. Oh my God. Now he, he's, we're also, we're obviously, and listen, Alex Rodriguez is very talented as is Tony Romo, but we're going to get the Tony Romo treatment with Alex Rodriguez. He's going to basically stutter and all of, Alex Rodriguez could have a fucking stroke in the booth and people are going to be like this. I, I like listening to games. Alex Rodriguez does. I don't even care who's playing. It doesn't matter. I don't care if he's on the, he's, he's, you know, he, he's has some sort of epileptic seizure uh, on the, on the ground. He is wonderful. He's that good. He, he loves the game. I mean, he, look at, he's a real, he, you could tell he's a real gym rat. You know, he really, he really, he's not about like Jeter. You know, Jeter, it was like a job, you know, it was, he, he treated it as like a business, a job that's something where he report. Alex just, you know, he craves it. He devours it. He indulges in it. I mean, that, that's what you look at. I mean, look at, he's foaming at the mouth. I mean, come on. He loves the game. He really loves it. Retweet fucking 17,000 times, you know, oh God. Brian, if you hate Twitter so much, why are you there? I don't know. It. I can't quit it. I it really just broke back mountain shit. I can't quit Twitter. I hate it. I love it. I can't quit it. So I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, be sure to listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and uh, TuneIn Radio. Is it still even being updated on TuneIn? I don't even know if it is. I don't know what's up with that site, uh, that app, that application. Um, and be sure to leave a review. The top two, I mean... 
uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher. Be sure to leave a review. It takes two seconds of your time, and it really helps me out. All right? It really helps me out. Come on, help me out. Uh, and follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So uh, enjoy your weekend. Is there anything really going on? No football this weekend. You maybe indulge some college basketball and some uh, NBA. I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll have fucking five team meetings by the time the Cavs play again. And uh, maybe Porzingis will be, you know, up to 80% perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hey, got to rest that uh, knee irritation. So enjoy. Enjoy. Continue fighting about the Hall of Fame uh, because we all have the answers. And don't you dare question a baseball writer. They know everything. I don't even think about it. So with all that being said, I'm out of here.